Well, happy Easter and welcome to the first ever Chapel Hill Port Orchard worship service. Uh, we are Megan and Larry. We are um, husband and wife and we get to pastor together and we are so excited to introduce you to the hope that we have on this Easter morning and we're excited to introduce you to the Chapel Hill Port Orchard community. I don't think this is how we were expecting to do Easter. I don't think this is how anybody was expecting to do Easter. Um, we were hoping to be doing this in the auditorium at South Kitsap High School right now. But you know what? Um, I'm glad we could do it anyway. I'm glad we could do it this way, and we're glad we could be in your homes in a, in a unique and, and new way. So this is how we're going to do Easter together in Port Orchard. And we are, if, please stick with us all the way to the end because after this at 11 o'clock, we are going to have a Zoom call where we actually get to see one another. So right now, what we hope is that over the next 30 minutes, you will really settle into a deep sense of hope, of expectation of new life, of the, um, the joy and the hope that it is that we get to invite God into our living rooms, that where you are right now is sacred space because the God of the universe wants to meet with you. And that is one of the tremendous gifts of Easter, that God has come to draw near to us so that we can be with him forever. So as we just transition from whatever your morning was, however much sugar has already been consumed in your home, I just invite you to set your heart into the Easter story. Remember again what it is that we're celebrating today as Wendy and Nate lead us in song through the Easter story here and let God meet with us. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, would you come and meet with us and remind us of the new life and the joy and the hope that comes because you came and are coming again. Meet us. Allow where we are to be sacred space. In your name we pray. Amen. my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that cursed tree His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still and all alone. Break of dawn, 
So the story of Easter is just the greatest. Every story that we ever have had written is trying to measure up to the incredible miracle of someone who died and who came back to life. Death to life is the incredible miracle of Easter. Everybody who was around Jesus in that day when Jesus first died and rose again, they each experienced Easter in their own way. And one of my favorite of the Easter stories is from the perspective of Peter. Peter was one of Jesus's closest friends. He knew him for at least three years. He followed him around, spent a lot of time with him. There was a lot of love between the two. Peter made a lot of mistakes. And right here at the very edge of Easter, Peter gets this incredible do-over opportunity because of Easter. And I have been just reflecting on how I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I have needed more do-overs than maybe ever in my life on just a daily basis. I think just that like close quarters of a family. How many times have you thought, man, I wish I could do over that conversation. Maybe it's just because there's so many Zoom calls and you have all that extra time to think about what you're saying and not saying and how everybody's reacting that you're 
just think, gosh, I wonder how they took that question. Man, I really wish I could take that back, do that over again. I think that's some of the daily do-overs that we wish we had. But I also think that this season of isolation is causing us to reflect on relationships. Um, People are coming to mind that because we're not seeing a lot of people, I wonder if any of you have had the thought of, I wish a relationship could start over. Maybe even a relationship within your house, someone you're spending a lot of time with. Man, I wish we could just have a do-over. Or maybe because this is Easter and you're checking into a new church, a new pastor that you maybe haven't heard from before, maybe you're looking to do over a relationship with God. Maybe something happened in your journey and you're wondering, could I really start again? Could I really start over with another church? Could I really start over with God? And the Easter story promises all levels of do-overs. So let me walk you through this story of Peter's life and uh, let you hear the incredible gift that a do-over was to him. So right around the Easter story, I'm going to pick up on the Thursday night before the Sunday of Easter. On Thursday night, Jesus was sitting around with his best friends, and he knew that this was going to be his last meal with them. And he said to Peter, tonight you are going to deny me three times. And Peter's like, no way. I am your guy. I'm even, I'll go to death with you if that's what it's about. I'm not going to deny you. And Jesus is like, no, that's actually, it's actually going to happen. And that night, sure enough, Jesus was betrayed by a close friend. He was given over to the Roman authorities and he was tried for the death penalty. While Jesus is in court that night, Peter is in the courtyard denying Jesus three times. And then he hears the ro- the rooster crow and remembers oh my goodness, my best friend Jesus predicted I would do this. I can't believe this just happened. And don't you think like any of us human beings, when we realize we did a major oops, I think most of us immediately go into shame, right? Shame and hiding. But then we want to reach out to that person and see if we can fix it. Peter didn't have the chance to fix it with Jesus because Peter was on the outside in the courts while Jesus was then drugged before a couple different people of authority and then taken to the cross. And that Friday, as Jesus went to die, the Roman criminal death with two criminals, his friends weren't anywhere close. The scripture said that the women who followed Jesus and some of his acquaintances were watching from a distance. So if Peter was there, he was far away. He couldn't go and make good with Jesus. And then the next day, they all are just sitting and waiting. And I can imagine Peter just mulling over those those final moments with Jesus, mulling over those moments of denying him, which he could do it over again. Then the third morning, Sunday morning, the women ran, went to the tomb to take care of Jesus's body. And they ran back with this incredible news that Jesus had risen from the dead, that his body wasn't there. I love how Luke puts that Peter was the first one there. He ran straight to the tomb. He went in, I imagine, ready to make good with Jesus, right? But not only did he not see Jesus, the only evidence that Jesus had ever been there was that his burial clothes were folded and left behind. And Peter was left to walk back to the house and wait. Later that night, Jesus showed up among them and he spoke to them. I imagine it was really difficult to find any words to speak to a person who was risen from the dead. But Jesus speaks words of forgiveness to his followers. He says to them, thus it's written 
that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. That's what he just did. The Old Testament promised that he would do that. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. The first thing that the risen Christ says to the crowd, but to Peter especially, the first thing he hears Jesus say to him when he's risen from the dead is, I am now proclaiming forgiveness. A do-over is now possible. I'm here to proclaim to you, Peter, that you are forgiven. You can repent and you can begin again. And now you're the witness that's going to go from this city, from Jerusalem, out into the world to tell people that I can forgive. Peter, the one who had denied and betrayed, was the first one who got to also be the witness to forgiveness, to the power of the do-over. Jesus then um, spent many days with his disciples. And over the weeks, he had a opportunity to have a lot of conversations with them. And he got to have a one-on-one with Peter about that Thursday night and what Peter had done. And that shows up at the end of John in John um, 21, when John and or Peter and Jesus get to have a really special conversation. They're uh, doing a fish fry because Peter was a businessman. He was a regular guy, <laughs> fisherman. And here they are eating fish on the beach. And Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, Lord, I love you. Jesus said, good, would you feed my sheep? And then he says it again, Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know, I love you. And he says, would you feed my lambs? And then a third time. And I just imagine Peter in this moment is going, oh, it's been weeks since that Thursday night happened, but I remember now three times I said, I don't know this man. And now three times Jesus is giving him the do-over to say, do you love me? And so on the third time, Peter switches it up a little bit and he says, Lord, you know that I love you. And in that moment, he is reconciled to Jesus. He's had the full do-over of that conversation. And Jesus says to him, then go, be on mission with me. Peter's denial did not disqualify him from being a witness to the forgiving power of Jesus. And whatever you have done in your life does not disqualify you from following Jesus or from showing other people that Jesus forgives and loves you either. That's my story. I'm a witness to the forgiving power of Jesus. I've known the Easter story my whole life. I probably could have told it to you when I was little. But as an adult, that's when I've really come to appreciate that Easter is the opportunity for me to get a do-over. I've struggled with control issues my whole life. My tone of voice is not always what I want it to be. And so I get to practice asking for forgiveness a lot, where I go to Larry this week several times, where I go to coworkers and I say, I'm sorry, that did not come out the way I wanted it to. Can I get a do-over? And that ability to get a do-over is a gift from Jesus because he paid a price for what I did wrong, for how that hurt, how my words hurt, the issue I try to control, the things that you have done in the past, that has been paid for. It was costly and you were worth it so that Jesus could come and offer to you that repentance and forgiveness is now available and that you can live a new life with him on mission with him. If you have never given your life to Jesus, if you want to trust him, if you want to try trusting him, The invitation from Peter was just a question from Jesus. Do you love me? 
And then that invitation is the invitation to forgiveness. And so I want to invite you to hear the question from the Lord. Will you love me? Will you try loving me? And in order to do that, we, um, we speak to the Lord. We call that prayer. And I want to invite Larry to come and to lead us in a prayer of inviting God to bring new life and new hope into us. Join me in this conversation with God. Either you can say the words that I say, or you can use your own words to say. But I think whether you're new to faith or whether uh, you are a longtime follower of Jesus, these are words that we can all say as we seek to tell Jesus that we love him. So join me. Jesus, you know the mistakes that I have made. You know where I need a do-over. So Jesus, I ask you for healing. Jesus, help me to see your love. Help me to see what it means like to be loved by you. And Jesus, help me to love you. Help me to trust you. Jesus, I desire your way. Jesus, I desire your selfless love to live through me. So Lord, help me to know your forgiveness. Help me to know your redemption. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we end our time together, I don't know where you are right now, if you're on your couches or if you are um, alone. But we would just invite you to sing this last song about our living hope in light of the fact that in this time that we're living in right now, um, we have time to think about the fact that there is a great chasm between us and God, but he's given us time and a place and a, and a special day to remember that, that he's filled that void and, and that we have a God who's living and he's, he's, he's brought us to life and he's giving us peace and hope. And so as we end this time, I don't know if you want to stand or if you are with family and you guys can grab hands, hold on to each other. Or if you're alone and just know that God is with you, he is alive and he walks with us, he's before us, beside us, he's in us. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written, Jesus Christ, 
We're really glad that you spent this first Chapel Hill worship service with us. There are a couple of ways that you can connect in with this community. If you look underneath the video, there should be a description with a couple of links in it. One of them is a link to what we call the weekly check-in. And that is a place for you to let us know if you have needs, if you have prayer requests, if you have interest, check in there so that we can connect with you. The other way that we can connect is actually face-to-face. At 11 o'clock today, we are going to be joining together on Zoom. So if you look for the link for a life group, that's where you can find our life group. And then from there, we'll send you a link to the Zoom and we'll all see each other's face just like we were going to do that after church on uh, on a weekend. So. Yep. We also, the weekly check-in would also be really helpful to us if you've made a decision to begin to follow Jesus again or for the first time. Please let us know so that we can help you take your next steps of faith. The best next step would be to join in our Alpha course Um, On the 21st, on Tuesday, we're going to start doing Alpha Online. It is the place to ask the big questions of life, questions of meaning, of purpose, of faith. And what's really fun is we've usually only been able to have those conversations with people who are local. But now you could invite friends and family all over the world to join you, people that you want to ask the question of, is there more to life than this? If you want to ask that question with people and hear a lot of different perspectives, we'd love to have you join us on um, on the next Alpha course. So for today, would you really be resting in hope? Would you really allow yourself to believe that the Lord is giving you a do-over? And would you spread that good news? The Hackman family, we are going to be spreading that good news by painting rocks. We are painting rocks to look like Easter eggs. This one looks like a bunny. I'm kind of proud of this this little guy here. This one kind of looks like moss. That one looks like moss. Maybe somebody will get it. But we're going to put words of joy and hope, and we are going to leave these rocks everywhere that we go on a walk because we want to be spreading hope and new life in our community, and we just encourage you to do the same. Go and spread the love of Jesus. Nothing has disqualified you from being a part of God's kingdom. And so come and spread God's love with us and with Chapel Hill Port Orchard. I'd love to leave you with a benediction. It's an ancient benediction from the Old Testament. And at Chapel Hill, we have a tradition of receiving that with raised hands. So like you're going to get a present. So if you're comfortable at home, raise your hands and receive this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you his perfect peace, both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Amen.